Hello again, I'm Jenny Stanley, and you were tuned in to the first edition of the Connected Packaging Summit. We are on to our last and final speaker, and what a two days we have had. We have saved this little gem right to the end, and I'm sure you're going to love it. We've heard across all the sessions about the impact of the pandemic and the shift in consumers' values and consumers' activity, sorry, actively seeking out and are willing to pay more for sustainable products and services. So now I turn to our next speaker to tell us about the pros and cons of being a pioneer in innovation, how to use digital solutions to complement sustainability strategies, the impact of sustainable digital solutions for brands. So let me welcome to the virtual stage, Pippa Gaya. Welcome Pippa, how are you today? Hello everyone. Thanks, Jenny, once again for, for having me. Uh, what a great pleasure and what a great pressure as well as being the last speaker and with your introduction, so thank you. <laughs> no problem. The pressure doesn't end there, though. We have had all of our speakers. They've told us all an interesting fact about them. We've had uh, professional chefs, Olympic uh, team uh, members, uh, professional guitarists, etc. What can you tell us? about you? What's your interesting fact to share with us today? Maybe focusing on or hearing uh, um, people's reaction uh, when they get to, to meet me and some of my little mistakes when talking um, different, depending on the language. I'm, I'm known within, um, for, for those who know me as a little walking dictionary, little because I'm not that tall. I know you can see that right now, but... <laughs> It wasn't on purpose because that's clearly not my expertise from a professional perspective. Um, but I, I do speak seven languages and um, yeah, and therefore I have a weird accents or all of a sudden people know me, we talk in English and all of a sudden I start speaking German and uh, I get some funny reactions on that. Also my accent. And <laughs> wow, so I would that's say really that's a characteristic. That is pretty impressive. Seven, quickly, I've got to ask, give me the rundown on the seven. English, Portuguese, German, Italian, Spanish, Catalan, and French. <laughs> not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> I don't mind how Some of them are suffering more from <laughs> as others come, and they, a lot of are Latin. So I do, I do make some very funny mistakes, but <laughs> we leave it for another time. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Pippa. And so I have my excuse now in English. Yeah, yeah, we'll stick to English for now, please. So um, tell us more. We know that COVID has given a monumental change to consumers, but tell us more about the overall marketing transformation that you've seen in the last few years. How do you think businesses should be adapting to be prepared and in line with these changes? It's uh, a loaded question. Uh, I will try not to, to bring up a too loaded answer for this. Uh, but I would like to start um, to talk about uh, marketing transformation. I think we need to talk about overall transformation. Uh, what have we seen in the last years? Uh, I would like to point out two major um, topics that then influence and cascade uh, a little bit more when we get into, into the bits and bobs of, of, of marketing as well. Uh, one, climate change, clearly and its uh, disastrous consequences. Uh, it's a topic that for many years has been uh, um, a, a major issue for a few, really, uh, and that right now is the macro topic, um, I would say, in terms of, uh, in terms of yeah, what we hear about the news, the urge to act, 
so that one is clearly a major, major, major one. Uh, involves obviously uh, so many problems to solve, right? I mean, it's we all feel the back uh, quite heavy loaded with uh, uh, with topics on that on this. The second one is clearly the boom on tech and digitalization. Uh, what this made, and, and, and my point to then, uh, and where these two also converge, is that oh, clearly there is an overload uh, of information out there, uh, which is fantastic because uh, everyone can almost be an expert uh, on, on, on any matter, really. Uh, it's out there for anyone to see, but it also makes people much more skeptical, right? Um, because you are there, you can prove whether, um, whatever who said what is right or wrong. Uh, you have people all of a sudden, um, whatever, reviewing brands, uh, commenting on what people said. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, um, it's a whole jungle out there, so to speak. I mean, it's fantastic. What it makes is that people are more and more invested on what they really care about. Um, and I'll, I'll speak later about it, but it has to do with people having a voice in the end, right? So more and more people uh, as a consequence want to to be able to take action um, due to digital platforms being available for anyone to be able to speak. Um, and because we have this huge urge uh, and major topics on the table uh, that involve all of us, involve our planet, um, and people are really um, yeah, asking uh, actually brands to take a stand and to help them uh, um, being able to, to contribute and to add their grain of sand uh, to make this world a better place. Um, so this clearly, I mean, it used to be, uh, um, it used to be uh, in terms of power, NGOs, governments, experts, uh, um, top leaders in organizations uh, that would have this type of power. Uh, I would say the power is really shifting to all of us, to the common people. Anyone has a voice. Uh, so that makes everything extremely vulnerable, much more interesting, much deeper. Um, and uh, um, yeah, and, and, and it gives really an opportunity also uh, coming to your to, to, to the to the load of your question to um, it's a huge opportunity for brands to act, but also really for for businesses to start to reinvent themselves. And this goes then down onto the marketing transformation, right? So what we, we were talking about so far is really the traditional profit-centered uh, business models, right? Um, mm -hmm. What businesses, what, this whole urge is, is and I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling something very obvious, right? We see it all around us and I'm the last speaker, so I'm sure everyone uh, uh, talked and touched this topic as well. Um, we are shifting really to models that have much more of an integrated social impact and profit at its core. Uh, and this is a big question, is how to deal with it, how to, where to put our efforts, uh, how to recruit people even, um, how, how, how do we get this engine uh, um, to, 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 to spin uh, and to, to generate sustainable growth uh, when we think of not only the dollars or the products that we want to sell, the money that we want to generate, but also the impact that we're bringing into real life. And this is really an ask about people, like people ask us to, to, um, to act uh, urgently. Um, you mentioned COVID. Clearly, um, the global pandemic has only uh, created a more or dramatized uh, uh, more this urge. Uh, mm -hmm. So there is an even bigger increase uh, of, um, of uh, a focus on our health, right? We're even more concerned about our own health, of the health of the people surrounding us. Um, 
a big a big point on equal opportunities as well. We see, we saw, I don't know, with the vaccinations, et cetera, now focusing on, on, on COVID and what that brought to us, right? And also uh, um, uh, a higher focus on the health of our planet. Um, so all of this is boiling um, and is really creating this massive urge from all directions for us to shift the way of thinking, the way of acting, the way we understand people, the way we serve them with our products. Um, to make it really relevant and to make it very active because the world is spinning quicker and quicker. So we need to act now on anything. Mm -hmm. um, no, I think, I think you mentioned so many different things there, but you're quite right. And it is like this boiling pot of all these different things that are happening. You mentioned common people taking the power over powerful people. Um, yeah, tell me more, talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, um, what, what, what's happening, and again, it's, uh, it has to do with all this, this major possibilities that it opened up uh, through to, uh, thanks to tech and all the digitalization out there, right? Like, everybody can have a voice right now. I mean, we see it. We see it with the examples of musicians that never had their, their, their a label, and all of a sudden they get famous, right? Actually, uh, um, you name it. Uh, even young teenagers opening, creating their startup and being extremely successful. I mean, there are so many examples out there and it really has to do with this um, shift. And you mentioned, uh, it's all about this shift here. It's a shift in power, really. It's, a, um, it's not anymore about government leaders or NGOs and so on and so forth. It's about common people being able to uh, do what they want because all the platforms are, are out there. Um, so I, I guess that for us businesses, what that means is um, taking the hat off and saying, you know what, people don't need us. People, people, don't, people don't need to follow us. People will not follow us. We need to follow people. Uh, people need us, I would say, uh, in another sense. People need us because they're asking really us brands, us businesses to help them make this change in the world. So they want to act and they are urging us um, to create platforms, to create solutions, to open up for them to be able to make a, a change. And this is uh, simple, is uh, being fed up of how long it takes for governments to act uh, on, 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 on certain matters, uh, doubting of certain business leaders. I don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, it has to do with this skepticism, right? And, and, and uh, with this power, uh, people can ban brands, people can venerate brands, people can create brands, um, people can generate movements. I mean, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter. So it's, it's really this change. Uh, and it goes back to understanding people. So I think that uh, because this shift moved from the few powerful people to the common people, uh, it brings us the urge as businesses to better and better and better and deeper and deeper understand people, understand our audiences and give them what they need, not what they need as in the products that we offer and to serve ourselves with that, but what matters to them through our products. Yes, of course. Uh, definitely. And I think that that's really interesting where you talk about the opportunity for brands actually to bring their consumer with them and say, come on, we can go do this together, uh, which is a very, very different position, I think, for, for brands. And I think brands need help with that. Can you share any tips or advice on how brands can realize this and deliver something that consumers will actually care about? Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is the most 
important part of it, right? Is uh, where the rubber hits the road. It's fantastic to build uh, um, a vision to realize the urgencies, etc. But how do we actually activate, especially um, companies that are there for a long, long time that are huge. So it's really complicated to make this shift happening uh, and to, uh, um, uh, yeah, and, and, and to be able to really transform the business because that's when transformation happening happens. Um, obviously, there needs to be clear process in place and tools and so on and so forth. Uh, it's quite uh, obviously complex. It takes time and it involves uh, uh, everybody in, in the organization. Um, I'll share some four points uh, to keep in mind. Um, first of all, I'll point out, and it's back to digitalization, is leverage data. I mean, there's so much out there as there has never been before. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't be scared. Uh, what we notice uh, across organizations many times, right, is that uh, woo, it's such an overload of information that you don't know where to start, where there are amazing tools out there uh, that help us on social listening, uh, so on and so forth, to identify our audiences, identify not only um, across the immense spectrum that there is, but also the depth. So mm -hmm. identify your audiences, really understand, and, and the data is there. So don't be scared and leverage it. That would be the first one for me. Uh, the second one is immerse into their reality. Uh, it has to do with, um, uh, and obviously there are so many services, so many great agencies to, to collaborate with, and, and, and obviously we need them as well. Uh, it's joining forces. But it's also, especially if I think of the typical marketing function, uh, not hiding behind the screens and behind the data that we see on computer or the data that is coming from agencies is go out there. I mean, a consumer is just a normal person. So go out there, live what they live, um, mm -hmm. understand how they tick, understand their reality, understand what they care about. They don't just care about um, what you sell. They don't just care about their, their primary needs. They care about what's happening around the world. So you need to understand that. Um, the third one for me is uh, not to lose sight of your purpose, of your purpose as a brand, as a company. So go back to what is that grain of sand that you want to help people to contribute to, to make this world a better place. And I'm not saying that we need all to be extremely altruistic or that you need to forget about your business and making your dollars, obviously. Uh, um, and, and otherwise the business would not be sustainable. So we're talking about sustainability here, sustainability as a whole. How can we bring these two together? But we do need to make sure uh, to understand from the realities that are out there, uh, from our audiences, where can we help them make a difference by selling our products, yeah. through selling our products. So it, this needs to be, this has to do with credibility, with legitimacy. You need to see as a brand, what can you actually fight for? Uh, not to fall into greenwashing, for instance. We see that a lot lately. Um, but this is key. It's key to, to, to stick to your purpose, to your values. And sometimes you do need to fight a little bit back uh, to make your point of view and, and to get a little bit of backlash. That's part of it. And we've seen that actually it gets things much more interesting. And, 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 and people um, are grateful for that. Thank us for that. Uh, one last point. These were three points. So one last point for me uh, is... Um, I would call it don't cease to be alive. <laughs> that has to do again with the immense things that are happening around us. The world is spinning at a tremendous fast pace. Um, I like to compare a product with a person. Um, you need, I mean, you react, right? When, I don't know, if you have a disaster as well with COVID, no, you have a disaster, you need to act, you act, you have a point of view, uh, you try to take action, you fail, 
but you can fail forward if you get some learnings and you improve yourself. So I see brands a little bit like that. You can't be, if you're apathic, if the way you communicate is not consistent, what happens? Well, at a as a person, you lose the trust in this person, right? You're not really understanding, you're not really following. So for, with a product is the same thing. So for me, it's see, don't cease to be alive in the sense of the world continues, don't just focus on the activation windows through the calendar year that you have for your brand to react. If there's something spontaneous that happens in the world and you see the chance, you see that that has to do with the purpose of your brand, try to react. For this, we need to be extremely agile. It's true. It's not an easy one, especially for big organizations, but it's super important. Definitely, definitely. That leads quite nicely into a question here that we've got from the audience. Um, you mentioned greenwashing. Is there a particular greenwashing campaign that you have seen recently? Um, and how, what could they have done to avoid that? Ooh. Um, I mean, um, <laughs> there is a, it's, I mean, it's relatively recent. There is the, the, the Gillette campaign uh, mm -hmm. from from PNG. It, it, I mentioned that because it's not that recent, but it was so talked about. Yeah. Um, and it's quite interesting that you understand. So that all of a sudden you start focusing and going back to um, uh, to to. I mean, it's a brand that is out there for such a long time, um, and you want to make the point on uh, inclusivity, on diversity, on trying to. I would say play down masculinity, right? Or, or, or to open up for what the new masculinity, uh, um, what, what masculinity means um, yeah. in the world we're living in today, right? And to be quite inclusive and to be able to, uh, uh, yeah, to help to open people's minds. Um, obviously, if you're a long, if you're a brand, if you're a company that is there for a long time, if you haven't been playing so much uh, in this space, what happens? And I'm not saying that it is greenwashing, Okay, it, it obviously, I mean, you, it, it depends on, yeah, whether you're, whether you're bringing your message across or not. And obviously you will have some people that follow and some other that will get skeptical and it's okay. It's completely fine. Just stay the course and, and keep pushing forward until you build your credibility. One doesn't build credibility as a person overnight, neither. Um, but here was quite interesting, right? Because uh, I don't know, I heard comments like um, you have Gillette, pink Gillettes that are for ladies and you have the whatever, typical male color Gillettes that by the way, usually tend to be cheaper than the one for the ladies mm -hmm. um, without an obvious reason when you look at the packaging, et cetera. So all of these little comments, little observations uh, make you start doubting a campaign that is very beautiful and very well intended um, yeah, whether that's greenwashing or not. So I just leave it up in the air. I think it's, for me, the most important thing, uh, and I guess that this is what everyone needs to do, is to judge by themselves and to give it a chance as well, like we give to people. Uh, but to judge, to talk about it, it's fantastic. I mean, there's not a better way to exchange uh, um, opinions and to be able to build further and to, to observe what works and what doesn't. No, for sure. A very politically correct answer there as well. I leave it. But I think you're right as well. You know, people will always have um, a difference of opinions. You are never going to please everybody, whether that's uh, in, a, in the room or as a company within your audience. There will always be people who don't agree with you. Um, but then I think what you're saying there is make sure that you 
get it right from, from, from the bottom up. So if you're going to be talking about this, make sure there aren't lots of other things along the way that might not uh, support that uh, point of view. Yeah, I mean, to please everybody, again, I don't want to be boring and to fall on this example all the time, but it's true, like it's like people, if you please everybody, what do you think about that person that pleases everybody? Do you think he or she is authentic? Yeah. Do you start trusting her or him more or less? Yeah. It's the same thing. So uh, I think we we don't all need to, and I understand, especially big businesses, they don't want to risk too much. Uh, smaller brands, it's easier, right? Because you are more entrepreneurial, more agile, you're able to force correct and you don't, you're not bringing so much at stake. So you can, you have more lead, leeway, so to speak. But um, to have a point of view, starts to be almost a must for brands. Yeah, just stand for something and, and, and really stand for it. Um, yeah, I think so. Question from the audience here. Uh, how do you react to negative feedback, especially for brands that produce a lot of packaging? Isn't it difficult for brands like Danone, for example, to authentically communicate that they are sustainable? Absolutely. It's very hard. It's extremely hard. For Danone and for other businesses and uh, I mean uh, uh, it's extremely hard it's extremely hard um, uh, how do you react uh, I would say that, that I mean for me one thing that 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 is very important and I, I do believe that we don't we in general I'm not speaking in the name of Danone uh, um, at all I mean also my experience with with Monlis Craft Foods talking about snacking talking a lot about plastic pouches etc uh, but overall what I observe um, and, and conversations I've been having uh, uh, throughout my experience, there's a lot to say about um, community management, right? And of course, also crisis management, all of that. And I mean, big companies, especially, they, they have all of these in place. Um, yes, you need to be more agile. Yes, you're not used to have so much backlash, so many comments uh, um, so quickly and to be able to, to answer them properly. I know it's very hard, uh, but it's, it's non-negotiable. I mean, there's no way around it. Again, uh, yes, it's it's tough. I think community community management plays a huge role, and the way you communicate to be authentic. You don't need to promise that you will be. Uh, um, I mean, you you don't need to promise that you that you won't have packaging uh, that you won't have any packaging. You don't need to promise that you'll. Um, that you'll uh, that you'll be carbon positive uh, in a year. Uh, I mean, yes, probably you should, and we do we we do we do see in this big organization so many commitments, right? And 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 I mean, I love it because I think it's a great start. I guess that what I mean is you just need to be authentic, and by starting sometimes to say, look, you're right. Thank you for telling us. How can we collaborate and think together about solutions? Because this is what we do, actually. I mean, this is what I've seen. Um, even in my Mondelez times uh, a few years ago, where this urgency would not be so tremendously urgent like now. I mean, obviously, this has been a, a pile of building up, so to speak. Uh, but within Danone, the same thing. I mean, so much co-creation. This is why. This is why. And, and for me, it goes back to, again, talk to people, understand them, let them criticize you. Um, don't play too much on the defense because you might risk uh, to fall uh, into an unauthentic way of communicating. And then people don't trust you at all. So, yeah. so admit, uh, admit, plan ahead. Um, yeah, you can commit and promise things. It's also not bad, but above all, act, act. 
and 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 keep the conversation going and invite people to be to on board instead of playing the defense it's like yes you are actually right we're thinking about it but we're struggling here can you help us yeah. um and 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 i can say i mean danone is fully on it uh not only danone so many businesses is just extremely hard um because I mean, if you don't do one, if you're not creating too much packaging and if you find a solution, I mean, the solutions are many times are not ready yet or the way they are falling in, in, in innovations coming um, into place. They are not ready. They aren't. I don't know. There's a lot on food safety, for instance. Uh, now it's coming up 100 percent recycled bottles. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fine. But 10 years ago, it was just not possible yet. The business was not ready yet. Um, the suppliers were not ready yet. So no, no, it's coming and we need everyone to help. So it's fantastic. <laughs> no, no, definitely. I like that as well. You know, don't be too defensive. Um, you know, try, try and be natural in, in, in the way that you converse if it's a conversation. Um, how do you see the future uh, of, of, of packaging? I mean, you're talking about lots of things being developed. Uh, and then what is the role of, of connected packaging in that? Yeah, I mean... Uh, Packaging is absolutely critical, right? I mean, packaging is the closest um, you can get uh, um, uh, to a product in terms of communication platform. It's the communication platform that is uh, physically closer to your product. Uh, so it's it's critical and you, you do need to get it right. For me, um, uh, <laughs> again, if we compare it to a person, packaging, uh, I like to see packaging as a face of the person, right? So you're close to the person you don't know them yet so you start to look into their eyes you start to understand their expressions you start to feel the energy to feel where would there be potential connection um how you will communicate uh, with them and whether you can serve each other or not uh no uh, whether you get closer or whether you say no thank you uh, mm -hmm. So packaging is uh, is exactly this i mean uh, it's valid for for packaging the same way um Therefore, the question that we need to ask and this overall into the packaging reality, what does it make people feel? And to be consistent with all this, this shifts uh, that we're seeing. Um, is it truly transmitting what the product is about? Um, is it being authentic? Is it in line with what consumers care about? Um, I mean, all of this needs to be, needs to be uh, true, right? Because nowadays you, you go on shelf, you see, you see one product, you see two products. One is aside from offering you whatever you need, uh, say a bottle of water, it says that by buying this bottle, you're actually helping people in emerging markets to get water for water for free. I mean, even if it's slightly more expensive, most people would probably go for that, right? So it's really important to understand uh, um, what, how people tick, what makes them drive. Um, and yes, and, and, and packaging needs to reflect these areas uh, really consistently and seamlessly through an interconnected experience. Now, uh, when we talked about connection, connected pa packaging, uh, obviously there is a big limitation in packaging on what you can communicate. I remember back in the times to have the most surreal conversations because I was more into packaging uh, with the marketing teams because they wanted to communicate this and that and that and that. And I mean, packaging can clearly only do so much. So we need to really be careful here. Um, now, thanks to technology, thanks to QR codes, augmented reality, I mean, you name it, there is a whole new opportunity for communication uh, on packaging, right? Um, and if we think about what people, for people to get involved, what people really care about, I mean, you can show 
what and who is behind the brand, uh, how products have been produced, uh, the materials, the ingredients. Um, you can facilitate for people to be able to track back actually in the whole supply chain, um, back to its origins about packaging, about, uh, about their product. So all of this is, I mean, it's fantastic. The opportunities are out there. Now, of course, it's technology and it's a platform. If you don't use it well, mm. you might miss out on that. Uh, but it's key and it's uh, it's super relevant today. I mean, more than ever, more than ever. Then it builds on, uh, sorry, just to close, I mean, on credibility, because these are this is the most important thing, right? If you offer and if you're really clear on your storytelling and you really give uh, um, uh, sharp answers to what people really care about regarding your product um, and your business, uh, you just gain people's trust. Um, they get, uh, you get much closer to them. And obviously, uh, consequently, you're building on recognition. So it's a must. <laughs> we need right. to know how to do it right. And we yeah. need agencies and companies to help us to really activate them. Indeed, indeed. Um, and we can always help there. Um, according to research from IDC, two thirds of CEOs um, of global companies um, will shift their focus from traditional offline to more digital strategies to improve customer experience. Um, before the end of the year. So with 34% of companies believing they will fully adopt digital transformation within 12 months or less, we wanted to ask the audience first, um, how is that happening at your company? Is the pandemic forcing a digital transformation at your company? The answers are yes, we've made a lot of changes. Yes, some changes are happening. Not many changes occurred and nothing's changed. So let's see what people say. Um, in your um, experience, there were a lot of changes um, at Danone due to the pandemic, or you felt that changes already been made in a digital digital way, Pippa? Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. I was just... No, I, I lost you there for a second. No worries. I was just giving time people uh, time for people to answer, um, and I was just asking about your. Um, experience of digital transformation after after COVID, well, after the pandemic. Here we can see the, the results of the poll. We'll end it there. We've got a lot of, of people on uh, changes, of course. So 50% of people have already made a lot of changes, 40% with changes happening, not many changes, 10%, uh, and then zero companies have, have had nothing change at all. So that's, you know, pretty representative. Um, of, of, of what's happening and what is happening. To end the session, Pippa, maybe just give us three top tips on implementing um, some, some strategies, some new strategies, some digital transformation. What are the three things that people listening um, should keep in mind? One, uh, mindset. <laughs> so we've been talking about mindset shifts. Um, We've been talking about mindset shifts, so it's really important uh, to keep people. And now I'm I'm I, I I'm talking about the organizations itself, right? Um, to implement global strategies, to make it land also at 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 local level, to think holistically. Um, people anywhere, in local markets or in 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 global um, in global teams, they need to think holistically. They need to try to not lose sight of. Um, the global picture in terms of business, what are they doing? Uh, what are they impacting? Uh, I'm saying this because typically you have um, 
short-term results focused and immense pressure at global on glo on local markets sorry and um and a very holistic strategic long long-term um uh value building so to speak at uh, on a global spectrum these two need to communicate so mindset to have the same mindset uh for local people to think about the overall uh long-term uh building value and for uh, for global people to to be there as well as much as possible on short-term uh, ROI uh, is, is is fundamental. Uh, to I mean, in the end, it's converging to overall business uh, business goals, right? The second one for me is budget. Uh, so be clear on how you allocate and how you yeah split uh, distribute your budget. Uh, between developing global content and local content, uh, make sure. Um, that you bring, you're building on global uh, uh, brand uh, perception, um, but also building deep relevance, obviously, in, in your local markets. And the third one is, um, well, <laughs> exactly what uh, uh, building strategies and cascading it down means. So go from strategy uh, into practice. Uh, and this is where we talk about um, creating a process, implement tools. Um, make sure that people own the tools uh, mm -hmm. that's key that goes back a little bit to the mindset as well right so build uh, uh, co-create as much as as you can uh, focus on not only on your marketing teams if this is what we're talking about it doesn't matter it's cross-functional it's the whole organization being behind it so that you can really 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 implement this huge transformation otherwise it will just vanish in a few months um, onboard everyone uh, don't forget external partners as well. This is not just about our organization. This is about the whole cultural shift and being aligned. We work with so many, uh, so many companies, so many partners. So we need to onboard them as well. Um, pilots and scout brands, uh, especially if you're uh, sitting in global role, uh, this is super important because very, very often we are a little bit too far away, right? So can we create these strategies and these plans and these tools? And it's like, okay, now go and activate. And the markets are completely crazy, not knowing where to start. So this is super important. Also to build some uh, uh, humility, right? And to understand what is working, what is not, what we're creating is clearly not perfect from the start. Um, and the last thing is to be there, review feedback and build for optimization. Um, I like to just finish with a, um, uh, with a sentence. I think it's so meaningful. Someone told that uh, uh, to me in this context of marketing transformation as well. In the end, um, what what matters if we if we think about the next generation of people that will come this is valid for marketing and beyond um think about the responsibility that you're having today in whatever role you're sitting whatever you're doing should make the work should make the work of the people that will succeed the, like uh, success you like after you um make her job his or her job better so to drive business sustainability and progress it's our responsibility um, to build up for the next generation to have an easier time um, and to be able to, to further develop and, and pick on what you're built. I love that. It really kind of um, echoes how um, Ben from Uber um, also finished his session where he was talking about from a personal level, um, wake up each day and think about how you can uh, be a better person. Well, I think what you're talking about is as a business, how can we make sure this is something that the future generations can also build on? So, you know, 
thinking about the future. Thank you so much, Pippa. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you so much. Some fantastic uh, elements and tips. Thank and you, Jenny. So thanks Thank a lot. you so much for having me. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. And that brings us to the close of today's sessions and to the summit itself. I hope you've learned as much as I have about our wonderful speakers, but also their inspirational ideas, some fantastic case studies, stats and facts. We heard from Tetra Pak, we heard from Griner, we heard fantastic insights from Nestle, from Danone. We looked at lots of different ways to be able to understand what's happening around us and how to connect to our audiences through connected packaging and through opening a two-way conversation to allow us to learn and bring new ideas and new innovation to market. We'd love to hear your feedback. If there's anything you feel that we've missed or anything that you feel we could have done better, please let us know. All the recordings, both yesterday and today, will be available next week on our YouTube channel. That really, really leaves me to say thank you so much to all of our audience. Thank you to everyone who sent questions. A huge thank you to all of our panelists and speakers from yesterday today. I feel we are now moving in to what is the, the real summer. As we leave July behind and we move into August, I wish you all a fantastic summer. And we look, to look forward to speaking to you again at the next session. Thank you very much and goodbye. <laughs>